Welcome back. Welcome back to the Letters and Layers podcast and welcome to the Letters and Layers podcast if this is your first episode. I am your host, Amaka. I'm recording the day before publishing on Wednesday morning at around 8 a.m. I will be getting my workday started soon, but I anticipate this would be a short recording session, so I was like, I should be able to do it this morning before I get my day started. How am I doing? I'm doing pretty good. I was feeling a little bit low energy uh, earlier this week, but starting to feel better. And I really can't complain. Things are, you know, kind of just getting through the work week, doing what I got to do. And as far as this episode goes, I was thinking about what I should do. I've definitely wanted to stay in the vein of highlighting authors and black female authors. And every so often, the book that is the title of this episode comes to mind because I read it in 2018. And I just remember, I I definitely remember where I was in life at the time. I was in Philadelphia. I was getting ready to move to Connecticut. Um, If you have listened to my first episode of this podcast, then you have some context around the time period that I'm referring to. Um, Yeah, I was in Philly working and getting ready to move to Connecticut for my nursing program. And since I had some more personal time, I was doing more reading and I came across this book and loved, loved the way the author painted the image with her words in the book. Um, Those characters came to life and I still think about them. You know, sometimes books make such an impression on you that you still think about the story and you think about the author and maybe what they had going on in their life, if anything, you know, that contributed to the creation or the writing of this book. So the name of the book is Behold the Dreamers. The name of the author is Imbolo Mbue. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Like I said, I read this now six years ago and At that point, I had also wrote an essay, like a reaction essay of sorts to it. And this was before I started writing them more consistently because I started to like read books and write my reaction like um, during the height of the pandemic when we were, you know, kind of like sheltering in place and couldn't move around much. And I was trying to find means of occupying my time outside of school and such. So this book moved me so much that I wrote an essay about it before I actually started writing essays. And um, I still have it. And every so often I dust it off and I reread it, the essay. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to record it and post it as an episode. Just to give a little bit more context about the book before starting the audio essay, I wanted to read the story summary on the back of the book, just so listeners can have a little bit of a better picture of the characters 
and general backstory before listening to my essay, which has spoilers if that's the type of thing that, you know, affects whether you read a book or not. It doesn't necessarily with me. But yes, here's the story summary for the book Behold the Dreamers. Jende Jonga, a Cameroonian immigrant living in Harlem, has come to the United States to provide a better life for himself, his wife Nenny, and their six-year-old son. In the fall of 2007, Jende can hardly believe his luck when he lands a job as a chauffeur for Clark Edwards, a senior executive at Lehman Brothers. Clark's wife, Cindy, even offers Nenny temporary work at their summer home in the Hamptons. With these opportunities, Jende and Nenny can at last imagine a brighter future. However, the world of great privilege conceals troubling secrets, and soon Jende and Nenny notice cracks in their employer's facades. Then the financial world is rocked with the collapse of Lehman Brothers and the global economy. Desperate to keep Jende's job, which grows more tenuous by the day, the Jongas try to protect the Edwards from certain truths, even as their own marriage threatens to fall apart. As all four lives are dramatically upended, Jende and Nenny are forced to make an impossible choice. So with that, I hope you enjoy. This is my reaction essay for the book Behold the Dreamers by Mbolo Mbue. It was a very emotional experience reading this novel. Mbue makes sure you come away with your feelings having been put into a blender, unsure of what to do with the result. There is a different perspective to have as an American citizen writing this, especially with the country we live in and the administration we're currently governed under. It's hard not to wonder if Jende and his family experienced this in 2018. Would their story have been better? Worse? Would he still feel like the United States was the greatest country in the world? While Jende was the main character in this novel, Nenny was the most dynamic. Her unrelenting persistence is a two-edged sword, invaluable when it comes to the survival of her family, but at times has you wishing she would pull back. Her altercation with Mrs. Edwards, resulting in extortion of $10,000 from her and her family, shows the level of desperation she reached to make sure they were taken care of. For a moment, considering the possibility of having her professor and his husband adopt her son, Leomi, so he could become an American citizen suggesting to Jende that they divorce for a time so she can marry a Jamaican for papers. Nenny would stop at nothing to find a way for her family to stay in the States. Amidst the uncertainties of possible deportation, the Jongas do well to maintain a feeling of normalcy in the home so as to not disrupt the routines Leomi had grown accustomed to. But the thread begins to unravel when Mr. Edwards tells Jende he has lost his job. Jende becomes the most despondent he has ever been. After learning, he cannot even return to his former job as a taxi driver, but must settle for washing dishes 16 hours a day for minimum wage at a restaurant. Nanny tries to alleviate his stress in the best way she knows how, but the weight and fear of an unknown future, coupled with the failure he feels in the present, causes him to lash out at Nenny physically 
inflicting physical bruises that mirror the emotional ones he has sustained to his ego and manhood. Nenny's beating was for me the lowest point in the novel. The way everything had so sadly come to a head, as a reader who was witnessing the story from the outside looking in, it was hard to get through. But like many marriages, they covered it up. Nenny made excuses for Jende in her head as she tried to convince herself that this was not the man she married. This man was a product of the constant beatdown of America's reality. She held out hoping that things would get better, that he would return to being the old, loving, caring, happy Jende. The Edwards also had their challenges as a couple, despite how wealthy they were. Each felt unappreciated by the other, and this propelled them both to seek connection outside of their marriage. Cindy numbed her feelings with drugs and alcohol, while her husband distracted himself with work and occasional visits to a hotel where he would have his stress relieved by an escort. Mbue intimates in the novel Mr. Edwards' desire to connect with his wife when he reveals to Jende his attempt to share his love with poetry with her once upon a time but unfortunately his enthusiasm was dismissed by her. It appears to me as the reader that the tension built between Mr. Edwards and his wife was slow, with seemingly insignificant actions on both sides that contributed to an environment of resentment and mistrust, an environment that certainly played a role in Cindy's death. While moments in the novel often feel like an emotional roller coaster. The author's way with words is something to be admired. One sentence that stood out to me in the entire novel comes shortly after Jende learns he has lost his father. He manages to keep it together for majority of the day, though his supervisor excuses him early from his job after hearing the news. But when he returns home and meets Nenny, Mbue writes that it was then the dam behind his eyelids broke. I paused briefly after reading those words because they did so well in describing the lengths Jende had gone not to break down despite all that had happened to this point. But the loss of his father is the force that pushes him to the brink emotionally. From the time in the courtroom when Jende expresses to the judge his desire to go back to Cameroon to when they board their flight home, I expected, or rather hoped, that something would happen for them to stay in the States, or perhaps Jende would wake up one morning and change his mind. Even as they sold their things, even as they gave up their apartment, even as they had their final get-together with their friends, I hoped that something, anything, would change their current course. It was hard to accept that they were really going back to Limbe. Being the kind of person to hold on to the last strand of hope until there is no hope left, I fought the truth that this really was the end. Perhaps in this case, it was better to go home. Did Jende really lose in this regard? America is portrayed as a place where everyone wants to come and stay. It's unheard of in immigrant communities that anyone would voluntarily leave. But the reality of America is, it's hard here, just like it's hard anywhere else. Though, yes, they ended up going back. They returned in a much better position than they came. Perhaps in this case, they were not meant to come and stay. Perhaps America was supposed to be just a chapter in their story, a conduit meant to direct them home with the means for a better future. So, 
if you're still listening, if you listen to the audio essay in its entirety, I want to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it. I, you know, have pretty much spoiled this entire book with the audio essay, but I um, would still recommend this book if you're the type of person whose spoilers don't affect, because I'm the type of person, like, even if someone spoils something for me, I'll still read the book or I'll still watch the movie or TV show because I still have questions about, like, how certain things happen, how did everything lead up to that point and stuff. So um, I feel like it goes without saying that I really loved this book. You know, I still think about it. I still have it. And I still enjoy reading the essay that I wrote. So I hope you guys enjoyed it too. If this episode or past episodes have positively impacted you, please rate and please review on your preferred listening platform. Please share, please recommend to folks who you think would enjoy it. Please reach out to me with any questions or inquiries at contact at theLettersAndLayers.com. And I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye.